Hello and welcome to the Idaho Reports podcast. I'm Logan Finney. Joining me this week is Rod Grammer, President and CEO of Idaho Business for Education. Rod, thanks for joining us. Nice to see you. Thank you. Uh, so to get us started here, um, if for folks who don't spend a lot of time around the legislature or aren't uh, close with their school district, what is Idaho Business for Education and what sort of work do you do? We are a group of more than 250 business leaders from around the state, from Sandpoint to Idaho Falls. And our mission is to create the, well, our mission is to strengthen the education system from pre-K through higher ed to create the workforce our employers need, but also to set students up for success in school, work, and life. Because if we can do that, um, the workforce will be take care of itself if we can set students up for success. Sure, so setting the, the baseline of education to help the business community down the road? Yeah, um, help the business community, but also help our communities, our students, uh, and our state prosper economically. Um, and we're, we're really interested in working with educators, because we're not educators, so we, we can't tell them how to be better educators, cause, and we don't even pretend to. But what we can do is we can, uh, uh, we can advocate for those policies and investments that give them a chance to be successful, and students to be successful, so that's what we do. And so you're here um, visiting the Idaho Public Television studio in Boise for the Age of Agility Conference, which is hosted by the Workforce Development Council. Um, what is the Age of Agility Conference and what were you guys talking about today? Well, we started, IBE and the Workforce Development Council started these uh, conferences five years ago. This was our fifth annual. And the whole idea is that uh, we need uh, educated and highly skilled workforce for, for our economy. Right now, um, you know, we are in historic times of historic change. First of all, you know, technology, the economy is changing all the time. Um, and we started this conference five years ago with the theme that educators and employers have to be agile. We have to be nimble, we have to be able to adjust to the times, we need to innovate. Um, and so that's the theme almost every year of our conference. Uh, this year we, we had a great, uh, speaker Tom Mueller, who was a, uh, raised in St. Mary's, Idaho, who became the second employee of SpaceX and designed all the rockets that SpaceX uh, uh, sent into space. Had a great speaker talking about generational differences, which was really interesting. And we also had panels on, uh, you know, workforce development and pro programs like Within Reach, which IBE does. And so, it's kind of in that theme of this shift that we're undergoing, both in the workforce and the education realm, um, the state has put a lot of funding, a lot of investments into education in the last couple of years. Talking with budget writers and other education-focused uh, lawmakers, they, they're telling us that there's a historic amount of money in the K-12 budget this year. Um, between that and the new Idaho Launch Program, which is kind of that workforce development training for, for newly graduating seniors, um, between those sort of investments, is your organization optimistic about the state of education in Idaho? Yeah, I think we are very optimistic about it. We, we've actually been investing now since 2013. Uh, we've been making some really serious, important investments in education. We're not there yet. I want to say that we still rank 51st in the whole country for what we spend on education. Um, but we're really, we are making progress. Um, the voters last fall approved 
$410 million new dollars. Uh, at, well, the legislature approved it, then the voters overwhelmingly approved uh, $410 million new dollars for education. Sure, that um, was that advisory vote yeah, from the, the special session. Yeah, the advisory vote in November. And the leg this last legislature, we didn't know what kind of legislature it was going to be because we had almost 50% of the whole legislature was new, new chairs of key committees and things. But um, we really turned out we had a really good uh, session for education in Idaho. Uh, we invested heavily in teacher salaries. That's going to help us with starting teacher salaries and also veteran teachers. We invested in um, uh, buildings. We invested in new CTE programs. And of course, probably the landmark legislation, in my opinion, and a historic piece of legislation was Idaho Launch. Um, that, that, that is going to be a game changer for our state, as the governor said today at our uh, opening our conference. And it's, it's, we're a few weeks out from the legislative session now. Can you remind folks what the Idaho Launch expansion is? Yeah, the Idaho Launch uh, provides uh, several thousand dollars for every graduating high school senior in Idaho to pursue a associate's degree or a technology degree at a college uh, of technology or uh, an apprenticeship or how to become a truck driver. Uh, it's money that, that they, can, they can receive to essentially get the career that they desire. Um, and, and that is historic piece of legislation because we know the number one reason kids, students don't go on to post-secondary or one of these paths is the lack of money. And so a companion bill also serves the four-year schools. Uh, the, uh, LCSE, U of I, Boise State, and ISU, that, uh, that, that bill provides $20 million exclusively for those four-year school for scholarships called the Opportunity Scholarship. So this, these two pieces of legislation are really going to uh, change the outcomes for our students. They're really going to be able, if they choose, and hopefully they will, go on to something and get a great career. Finances uh, should be less of an issue as than it has ever been. And so, as we're seeing the state and stakeholders make these investments and and put up the money to help students uh, get these in-demand careers, do you think that um, the legislature has an appetite to keep up with that? You know, I, <laughs> I hear from school administrators that sometimes they're sure they've got money from the state this year, but there's no guarantee that it's going to keep flowing. Well. Every year, the legislature uh, sort of reboots, and um, and every year we've got to fight for education and education funding, uh, and policies that strengthen education. Um, you know, the work of the legislature never takes a vacation. I mean, every year, uh, every two years, you have a whole new legislature, and every year you've got to go back in and advocate for education. I mean, education is the key to our state's economy especially right now that we're in a structural labor shortage. Uh, we simply don't have enough workers to fill all the jobs in Idaho. Every employer cannot find the human talent that they need. And studies have shown that what's going to make a difference between success and failure, prosperity and not, is human talent. And that means education. There's no other way to create uh, uh, a talented workforce if it's not education. So the legislature, I know, you know, sometimes they don't like to spend money, 
But this is, this is about investing money, not spending money. This is about building the, the talent that we need and all employers need so our, our state can be successful, so people can have a high quality of life in Idaho. And ultimately, that is the bottom line, quality of life in Idaho. Because if people have good jobs, we have a strong economy, our businesses are doing well, that's gonna lead, people can buy trucks, they can buy snowmobiles, they can go skiing. You know, we'll continue to have a high quality of life in Idaho if we keep investing. That's the message we have to keep giving the legislature every year because sometimes they, sometimes they forget that, and that's why we're 51st in the country, right? Um, and uh, so yes, the, 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 uh, we have to keep working at this. And so as you guys are getting ready for the upcoming session come 2024, um, of course we're talking in May, so it's still very early right. in the year. Um, what sort of priorities will IBE be looking at or um, considering for the upcoming session? Well, of course, we have acknowledging a, you don't have anything formal yet. Right, well, we have a policy committee, and the policy committee, this starting this summer, will look at what the issues are. What, you know, what holes, what, what do we need to do? Uh, I don't want to prejudge what that committee will recommend to our board of directors, but I, I think we've got to come up with a solution around uh, school facilities. I mean, just yesterday, because we're taping this on um, uh, May 17th, just yesterday we had uh, about a billion dollars, I haven't figured it, but it was, looked like about a billion dollars of school facilities up for election yesterday. And several of those bond measures were things that had failed just a few months ago. Yeah, and, and, and of course we had a huge one in, uh, in West Ada. But, um, so Idaho is one of the few states that gives very little uh, support to, to local school districts to build buildings and fix buildings up. Uh, meanwhile, we make it extremely difficult for them to pass a school bond because we are one of only two states that requires a supermajority, two-thirds majority to pass. And then this last legislative session, we took away the most successful day um, uh, to pass school bonds, and that's in March. So, you know, it's sort of like strike one, strike two, strike three, and pretty soon you're out, right? So um, we have about between a uh, $877 million and a $1.3 billion for school facilities problem in Idaho. And that's just for the buildings across the yeah, state. Yeah, and we have known that since the early 90s. Uh, the Supreme Court in 2005 ruled that the legislature was out of compliance with the, uh, with the Idaho Constitution because we were not funding buildings appropriately. So, and, and the state uh, legislature's own Office of Performance Evaluations did the most recent study. And so, uh, what we know is that we've got a huge problem. What we don't know is what's the solution. We had an interim committee work on this last year, and uh, the, they had a very, in my opinion, minor tweak <laughs> to the process, and even that didn't pass the legislature. So uh, I see this not just, you know, we've got to give our kids a safe and a adequate learning environment, first of all, but also, um, it's, it's also a property tax um, issue as well because we keep laying this, the burden of this onto the property taxpayers when it's really the state's responsibility to make sure kids across Idaho have a free, thorough, uniform education experience. Sure, that constitutional mandate. Mm -hmm. 
Um, something that lawmakers did do this year, part of the, the big property tax relief bill that they passed was um, some of the money in that bill goes to school districts to make their bond and levy payments or to, um, if they have no bond and levy payments eventually, the hope is they'd be able to bond against that funding instead of property taxes. Um, do you think that that is a good model going forward or do you think it needs to be something more direct where the state itself is paying for school buildings rather than giving schools money to decide what to do with? Where, where do you see that shaking out? You know, I would like and I have advocated for the state to create a, a revolving uh, grant program where uh, schools that need to build a building or renovate a building or whatever, expand a building, could go to the state and get a grant. And at least part of that construction cost would be matched by the state. Um, it might be unrealistic to expect the state to pick up 100%, but if we could get the state to put some skin in the game, uh, the voters might be more likely to approve a bond at the local level. I, I actually advocated that uh, this would be a perfect place to put some of that one-time uh, surplus money that we've enjoyed for the last two years. A great place to invest that money and it would also help on the property tax side because frankly, um, sooner or later we've got to fix these buildings, right? Or they're going to fall in and the kids are going to, you know. All it takes so, is one big snow to yeah, put that so, roof down. Yeah, so, so the legislature has to sort of look at this and say, this is really a, a tax relief effort as well. So when you have good times like we've had, I think it may, would have made a heck of a lot of sense to put a big chunk of that surplus into some kind of uh, fund where we could tap it over the next few years and, um, and maybe replenish it from time to time. Again, we don't, uh, at least IBE doesn't have the solution, but I think one of the things we should do, uh, and this is what we do in business all the time, is look at best practices. What are other states doing? I mean, clearly, we are putting up all kinds of hurdles for educators and students and patrons, right? What are other states doing? You know, let's look at other states, find out what best practices are, and let's see if we should adopt some of those best practices so that we can fix this problem eventually. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on the policy proposals that come out of IBE later on in the summer. Sounds good. Rod Grammer, President and CEO of Idaho Business for Education, thanks for making time for us. Thank you very much. Presentation of Idaho Reports on Idaho Public Television is made possible through the generous support of the Laura Moore Cunningham Foundation, committed to fulfilling the Moore and Bettis family legacy of building the great state of Idaho. By the Friends of Idaho Public Television and by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Hi, I'm Marcia Franklin, the producer and host of Dialogue. For more than 25 years, we've been bringing you conversations that matter. More than 150 of those conversations are with writers, and now you can take them with you wherever you go, while you're walking, around the house, or in the car. Just search for Dialogue with Marsha Franklin on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms, and remember to subscribe so that new shows download automatically. Enjoy.